50 years ago, tattoos were like the watermark of rebels and social outcasts, people like bikers and sailors and carnival freaks. But today, your average sorority girl might even have a tattoo, something like a daisy on her ankle or maybe a unicorn on her butt or a butterfly fluttering above her butt crack. You never know. But tattoos have been a part of the human experience. I mean, going back to cavemen days in the Stone Age, they found tattoos on mummies, folks. So every culture across the globe, from the ancient Greeks to the Romans to the Africans, Native Americans, Polynesians, and more, have shared one thing, the tattoo. Road time. Welcome to Rolanda On Demand. I love my podcast because we not only tackle the tough issues of the day, but we deal with hot topics, celebrity interviews, and information that can help you in your business or relationships. This is Rolanda On Demand. I gotta tell you, I have often thought about getting a tattoo. I don't know why I never did it. And if you ask me, like, right now, uh, probably not. But they are the rage today. It's amazing how many people have tattoos. They say that people under 25, one in four has a tattoo. And for those of us a little older, probably not as old as me, about one in eight Americans sport a tattoo, and many of them women. Remember when it was taboo to have a tattoo if you were a woman? It wasn't a ladylike thing to do. But boy, hasn't that changed. And I must admit that I have seen some of the most beautiful tattoos. I mean, I love the koi fish tattoos, and I love the mermaid tattoos. And I think if I were to get one, hmm, might be a butterfly or a rose. Anyway, sometimes I think about even getting my dad's art as a tattoo on me, just as an honorary thing for him, because I was his greatest masterpiece, let's face it. <laughs> and then there are times I think about all those folks who had to have those tattoos removed. Oh my gosh. Well, anyway, we're going to have fun today because I've got Margot Mifflin with me. She's the woman who wrote all about it, and she says that Tattoos for Women was actually a very feminist movement. I mean, we have taken this industry by storm like so many others from the guys. Sorry, guys. But we really have taken this tattoo thing to a whole different level. Well, Margot is going to share with us some of the secret history of women and the tattoo. And you're going to be surprised. Like I said, Winston Churchill's mom had a tattoo. <laughs> I want to hear more about that. Anyway, uh, let me know what you think. And if you want to follow some of the pictures that we're talking about as we share this illustrious history, uh, go to my Facebook page at Rolanda On Demand. And uh, hey, post a picture of your tattoo. I'd love to see it. Post a picture of your tattoo on Rolanda On Demand Facebook page. I would absolutely love to see that. And who knows, you might convince me to get my own. Let me tell you some really fun facts that I found out about the tattoo. Like I said, so many of us have them. The National Geographic News stated that about 15% of Americans were tattooed. That's about 40 million people. So you also have to say, man, what a big business this is. So tattoos, once known as sex, drugs, and rock and roll culture, has now become all the way across culture. I mean, you might even see a little girl with a daisy on her ankle. 
they don't all, they're not just like for sailors. And some of them are really pretty. Beautiful colors, artists that are out there doing their thing. Here's some more fascinating facts about tattoos in case you were just wondering. 50 years ago, tattoos were like the watermark of rebels and social outcasts. People like bikers and sailors and carnival freaks. But today, your average sorority girl might even have a tattoo. Something like a daisy on her ankle or maybe a unicorn on her butt. Or a butterfly fluttering above her butt crack. You never know. But tattoos have been a part of the human experience. I mean, going back to cavemen days in the Stone Age, they found tattoos on mummies, folks. So every culture across the globe, from the ancient Greeks to the Romans to the Africans, Native Americans, Polynesians, and more, have shared one thing, the tattoo. Well, probably many other things, but for today's conversation, the tattoo. Everything from tramp stamps to gangsters to mummies. And right back again, the human experience does include the tattoo. And a lot of that now for women. Be aware of some of the unforeseen drawbacks for women wishing to get a tattoo, especially down there on your lower back. Some anesthesiologists have concerns that the epidurals that help pregnant women get through all that pain... Well, women with tattoos may expose, may be exposed to complications uh, because of little ink fragments entering the spinal cord, according to some of these doctors and anesthesiologists. Now, this risk may be very minor. I mean, especially if you want to blow all out for your tattoo, but just a little reminder of some things to ask your doctor. If you don't want to go all the way, there are many who say go for the henna tattoo. You know, you see a lot of the kids doing that on boardwalks and at the grocery store. You can see them all over the place. And it's just a, a very simple, uh, natural, light orange color that darkens to a rust red over a few days. And as the skin exfoliates, the pattern gently fades away and it's not anything permanent. But it's something to, you know, get your Get your, uh, what is that? Get your tattoo on. Some people have some of the craziest tattoos. I mean, have you seen those prison and gangster tattoos with it all over their face? I mean, I don't know why anybody would put tattoos on their face, but I don't know. Ask Mike Tyson. He did it too. Then there are a lot of women who do cosmetic tattoos. Like a lot of women who lose their eyebrows suddenly get these tattooed eyebrows on. Or some women do tattooed eyeliners. I'm personally not one of those women who has to wake up with makeup on because I don't wake up with anybody every morning. But some women want to be done when they wake up and you can get it from the eyelid to the eyeliner to the eyebrow. Do your thing. And like I said, it goes back to ancient times, even mummies. But there's a lot of history when it comes to women and the tattoo. And that's what we're going to talk about today as we celebrate women every day. We don't need one month to do that. We do it all the time around here on the Rolanda Show. So uh, I want you to stick around. And listen, Margot Mifflin wrote the book about it, a beautiful pictorial book. If you're, you know, if you're, you're hunting for a good coffee table book, this is a good one. It's called A Secret History of Women and Tattoo. And uh, she's gotten a lot of uh, attention for it. So check it out. What does a tattoo say about a woman? Any thoughts about that? What do you think the tattoo really says about women? Well, the New Yorker asked that question. 
And here's some of the things that it says you should know about dating a woman with tattoos, because this is a woman, it says, who doesn't have regrets. Hmm, very interesting. It says that, uh, well, she plays by her own rules. If you see a woman with a tattoo, it says she doesn't care about fitting in, running with a pack, playing by the rules others have written for her. Uh Uh-uh. She's one of a kind in her thoughts and in her actions. And who wouldn't want to date a woman like that? (laughs) Other things to know, guys, if you're dating a woman with tattoos, she's confident. You know, it takes a certain brand of confidence to walk into a tattoo shop and ask to be inked with something. I mean, anything, whether it's a daisy or a dragon, it takes a lot of guts to do that. A 2001 study, by the way, found that men and women, after getting a tattoo, had significantly lower appearance anxiety. And they had a significantly higher body appreciation, distinctive appearance investment, and self-ascribed uniqueness and self-esteem. Now, dating somebody with a healthy sense of self-esteem is not only a good thing for a healthy relationship, you know. But, you know, if you're somebody who needs help in that area, this article suggests maybe you could get some pointers from a person like that. This is also a woman who's not afraid of taking risks. I mean, she might even jump out of a plane with you. Who knows? And if you're not the risky sort, shoot, she'll be a lot of fun for you. Go hang out with her. You might loosen up a bit. You also know she's not scared of pain, for goodness sake. Now, that's one of the reasons I haven't gotten a tattoo up to this point. A lot of it has to do with pain. A lot of it has to do with the pain. But people say it's like a little bee sting. Some people say, throw back some tequila. You'll be okay. I don't know. I don't know. Share when you share your picture. Share with me the story of how you got your tattoo and how much pain you endured. I want to hear your tattoo story. Go put it on my Facebook page at Rolanda or on Rolanda On Demand. Okay, it says she doesn't waver in her beliefs because by the time she gets on that table, she is full of conviction. It says she's a walking conversation starter. Hey, where'd you get that tattoo? Hey, did it hurt? Yep. This woman, I'm sure, gets a lot of questions about that tattoo, and that could help break the dating ice. She doesn't believe in regret, the article says. I mean, what if you do regret your... Let me tell you about a regret that I witnessed myself. I had a dear friend who fell in love with another dear friend of mine. I introduced him, and uh, he fell so head over heels for this girl, he tattooed her name on his arm, which I knew was going to be a huge mistake because I knew this girl. Anyway, he's sitting up there with this woman's name tattooed on his arm. Needless to go further, they broke up. So he's got this woman's name. So I'm like, I don't know what you're going to do with that. Um, But, uh, you know, so what he ended up doing instead of lasering it was he covered her name with roses And now this man, this big beefy man, has roses all over his arm, which actually looks better than the girl's name, because I knew the girl. (laughs) Anyway, that was the deal. As Edith Piaf would say, non, je ne regrette rien. I don't regret nothing. I don't have a tattoo. (laughs) Anyway, laser business is big too, so keep that in mind. But uh, if you get a tattoo, chances are you're not somebody who's really into regrets. 
Well, that says a lot about dating a woman with a tattoo. And, uh, you know, none of this is official, of course, but it kind of makes a little bit of sense. If you have a tattoo, I would love to hear your story. Tell me your secret history about your tattoo. Did it hurt? How did you make the decision? I have a girlfriend who actually has Tweety Bird on her ankle. She loves Tweety Bird. Who would put Tweety Bird on their ankle? Anyway, that <laughs> a lot of more fun as we talk about tattoos today with Margot Mifflin, the secret history of woman and tattoo here on The Rolanda Show. Bold radio for women. It's Rolanda. Make the list of your dreams. Mm. Are you into the list thing? I'm always thinking about what I'm grateful for. I did categories. So I did finances. I did health and fitness. I did family. And what do you put in those categories? So, for example, in health and fitness, I want to continue to work out at least three days a week. Did you read my list? <laughs> There's more Rolanda next. Talk. Listen. Connect. Hey, listen, don't forget to follow me on social media at Rolanda Watts. That's R-O-L-O-N-D-A Watts, W-A-T-T-S, at Rolanda Watts on Instagram and on Facebook and also Twitter and LinkedIn. Just follow me. And I've got some great stuff over there on YouTube, too. So go check out YouTube and see what you can discover at the Rolanda Watts channel. Now, I got two channels over there, but the Rolanda Watts channel is the one you want to go to. So thank you so much for listening, and we'll be right back with Margo right after this on the Rolanda Podcast. You get Rolanda on demand. Bold radio for women. It's Rolanda. Don't say what you want the guy to look like. What do you want the relationship to look like? That's a good one, because a lot of us like them real cute. Yeah. I mean, I, I do like them good looking. Mm -hmm. I know? even like a little trash with my class, too. That part gets me in trouble. Okay, a little time. the bad boy thing. <laughs> I mean, sassy girls yeah, like yes, bad boys. Yes, I mean, it right. happens. Yes, my girlfriend says, what's always good to you may not, not be, be good, good for you. you. There's more Rolanda next. Talk, listen, connect. Well, we're going to talk about the secret history of women and tattoos today. You may be shocked to find out little things like Winston Churchill's mother had a tattoo. I wonder what it was, and I wonder where it was. You may be surprised to learn how far women have come with tattoos and how far tattoos have come. I mean, the big question that many people are asking is, might they offer a class in colleges for tattoo artists? Who knows? We see them everywhere we go. And I bet in your home you've even had a discussion with your kid about whether or whether not to get one. Shoot, your kid's probably had a discussion with you, Mom, about whether or whether not to get a tattoo. Here to help us is the author of A Secret History of Women and the Tattoo. Margot Mifflin is joining us. And Margot, thank you so much for being here with us today. Thanks for having me, Rolanda. This is a fascinating study. I was just blown away by... Going back to the circus days back in the 1800s that tattoos started taking over and the fact that it was not a woman's business. That's right. Well, um, it, it, it started in this country a little earlier than that, but the first tattooed woman wasn't voluntarily tattooed. Uh, her name was Olive Oatman. She was uh, an, an, a white Indian captive who was t tattooed by the Mojave, <clears throat> actually out near you, mm -hmm. um, along the Colorado River. And uh, return was ransomed back and returned to white society. And so her her tattoo was actually well known. She went on the lecture circuit and talked about what it was like to live with Indians. But in the 1880s, 
circus ladies sort of took a cue from her and actually stole her story and <clears throat> presented themselves as various variations on it. Um, a lot of them claim they'd been captured by Indians, but their tattoos were done by New Yorkers for the most part. Um, the first one was Nora Hildebrandt, and she was... Uh, I'm not exactly sure when she was tattooed, but she made her debut in 1882 in a museum in New York. And uh, then a series of people followed her. Um, men had already been exhibiting themselves as tattooed oddities, but uh, that was the year women broke through. Well, let me ask you this, because if I, I mean, you go back to the 1800s when, when Miss um, Hildebrandt made her, her, made her debut, you might say, in 1882, women weren't even wearing bathing suits back then. So to have a tattoo must have been very, very avant-garde because we weren't even looking at skin back then. That's right. It was, you know, I guess it wasn't, hadn't been long since um, people were covering their piano legs with fat because they were considered obscene, and uh, <laughs> women were wearing these uh, racy outfits, you know, basically shorts, and so the, the, the tattoo display was as much a peep show as it was a freak show. I understand she had 365 different tattoos on her body. That's a lot even in modern-day standards. Right. That's what she said. She said she'd been, her story was that she'd been captured and tattooed under threat of death by Sitting Bull, who actually uh, was in the hands of the whites at the time. There was no way he was threatening anyone with anything. <laughs> Wait a minute. Chief Sitting Bull did this to me. Right. Yeah, I, I, can see, I can see your daughter coming home saying, Ma, Chief Sitting Bull did this to me. I didn't exactly. go to the tattoo parlor. Oh, yes. my gosh. But so she claimed that she was held captive for a year and that she was forced by her father, actually, who was a tattooist in New York. Um, she claimed that he was forced to tattoo. Put, put a tattoo on her every day for a year while she was held captive. But she was not as famous as the, the next woman, Irene Woodward, who toured the world and enjoyed a much longer, more celebrated career. Um, she was paraded before European royalty, and scientists studied her, and there were wax figures made of her. And she was kind of a scientific oddity because people couldn't understand how the skin, how the, how the ink stayed permanently in the skin. That was the major attraction. There are different ways to do tattoos. I mean, each culture seems to have their own way of tattooing. We often think of the tattoo parlor with the with the guy who looks like a Hell's Angels guy down there working with the needle. But the apparatus, the technique has come so far, and we're going to talk about that when we come back. And what role do tattoos really play in our lives? And um, you may be surprised with some of the other stories we're going to talk about as we continue our conversation today on The Rolanda Show with Margot Mifflin, the author of the book, A Secret History of Women and Tattoo, right after this. You can pick up Margot Mifflin's book, The Secret History of Women and Tattoo, on Amazon or perhaps at your local bookstore. You can have them order it. And while you're in the book section, hey, go look up Destiny Lingers, my romance suspense novel, endorsed by Dr. Maya Angelou. It's an interracial love story that will have you zooming. It's a good one. Pick it up, my book and Margot's book, right now at Amazon.com. And you can follow me at Rolanda Watts on Instagram, LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter. You got it. I'm there. Now, back to our show. We're talking today with Margot Mifflin, who is the author of a really exciting book. If you're really into tattoos, you're going to love this one. Or if you're just into history, or if you're into feminism, all of these different types of topics are covered in this book, 
A Secret History of Women and Tattoo. The women who got rolling in the 70s and 80s, I think, had... Um, uh, a pretty big investment in controlling their own bodies and expressing themselves through tattoos. Mm. <clears throat> That's not to say that tattoos are inherently feminist. I approach tattoo art more as a critic than an evangelist. It's not like a, a club I'm trying to encourage people <laughs> to join. Um, I'm just interested in the ways it expresses a variety of women's experiences. And so particularly in the 80s when it got rolling for women, um, I think it responded to women's interest in the body. You know, this was a time when so many body issues hit the media, from breast cancer to abortion to eating disorders to surrogate motherhood to cosmetic surgery and pornography. And I think a lot of women were both feeling freer about their bodies and expressing themselves through their bodies and feeling anxieties about threats to the, their, their control over their own bodies. Mm. I was reading through your, your book, and there were some fascinating stories. I mean, one of those women, if you say claiming your own body and in your own way, was the woman who had a mastectomy, and she used a tattoo to make an expressive move in that itself. That's right, and she's she's not unusual. A, a lot of women have done this. She, Her story was the most interesting to me, partly because she was able to explain it in a very compelling way. She said that she got a double mastectomy, and she felt like too many women who had breast cancer um, got the prostheses um, and or, or got reconstruction, and, and that it was hidden. And she felt like she had been through something really major, and she didn't want to hide it. So in, <clears throat> instead of getting the prostheses, as the American Cancer Society had encouraged her, she got these really beautiful kind of organic fish and I think maybe a few flower tattoos, um, and, and sort of got comfortable with her new body by embellishing it and covering up the scar, which was the site of her sickness, and making it something more life-affirming. Wow. I also love the story of Laura Lee, the only well-known African-American woman to travel in the tattoo convention circuit. Tell us her story. Um, she was, uh, well, she's, she, funny enough, she's, she was in New Orleans. I think she's still there. She was... Uh, uh, started in the 70s one of the one of the few black women practicing tattooists and you know maybe the first at the time at least the first that I was able to dig up um but she uh did a whole lot of black betty boops that became her her signature and uh had just had a street shop i mean some artists have a more more of a, a sort of a gallery approach or a private appointment approach but she had a, a, a very popular street shop and i'm not actually sure what happened somebody has uh reported back to me after um, Katrina saying that I, th I think she's still going. I'm just not sure if she's in the same spot. Yeah, I understood that she had uh, done portraits of Malcolm X on her body and that she had uh, put skulls on her body to represent the, 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 the slaves that were lost. I mean, so people make political statements on their bodies as well. I see. You know what? I realized I was confusing one of her clients with the artist. Um, Laura Lee was the client you just described, who got what you just described. And then the artist was Jackie Gresham ah, in I New see. Orleans. So she was, yeah, she she did pick, the, the client picked specifically activist, very political imagery to show. Yeah, very interesting. I always, it just, you know, and I live in California, and people are tattooed up the kazoozie here, and I will stop people in the grocery store and say, let me look at that. That is the most beautiful piece of art. It's fascinating to me, and what is even more fascinating to me is what what image people choose and why. 
Mm-hmm. We're seeing so much now with the war that uh, they're they're the you know it's like a, a bonding thing among soldiers now. Or we're seeing a lot of soldiers who are getting tattoos of those who were lost, their friends who were lost at war. So tattoos are becoming they mean so many different things, and they are still art. They are still now. I got to ask you, Margot, do you have a tattoo? I don't actually. This you did all this study and don't have a tattoo. The bug didn't bite you. It, well, it, it, it bit a little, but it sort of ties into being a critic rather than a, a proponent. Um, but also when I was researching it, I, uh, I was very tempted and I thought, but, you know, I'm right in the middle of this. I, I, I've, I've lost objectivity. So I didn't. And then when I came out of it and, and the book was published, I, um, I just didn't have a particular image I knew I wanted forever, which mm. I guess is what divides the, the, tat, the tattooed from the untattooed. I know. People say, well, I can get it removed. But, honey, that thing is so expensive with that laser technique. And you might also scar. So that's right. You have to yeah. be really clear. The, um, the techniques have changed. What was also interesting to me is to learn in your book that um, – is, uh, that there's a difference between a tattooer and a tattooist. Well, yes, some some artists make this distinction that a, a tattooer is more of a street artist and a tattooist is uh, somehow uh, perceives himself or herself to be more elevated or more artsy. I think some artists wouldn't make any distinction, but uh, but some people seem to want to hold the line between the two, and and there's a little bit of a tug of war between uh, the street sensibility and the. Um, kind of Americana old school tattoo sensibility and the fine art sensibility that kicked in in the 70s when the colors started to get more refined. Mm. And um, Ed Hardy, who had come out of art school, is a major tattoo tattooist and tattoo historian who pretty much propelled what's considered to be um, a tattoo renaissance that started in the 70s that can- continues today. Yeah, really exciting stuff. If you if you're an artist, and I mean, not that I go out and get tattoos, I don't have. I've thought about it a couple of times, but I'm like, come on, row, you missed your calling. Go on. <laughs> but it is interesting to me because um, that the technique has changed so much. It wasn't in, even until the late 1800s that the electric tattoo machine was invented. So, what processes were used before that? People were hand. Uh, it was called hand poking or hand pricking tattoos, like they which- do in prison. Yeah, with, with an ink needles pen. <laughs> or, you know, it's so old. It, it's funny that, you know, we're all surprised that tattooing goes back to the 1800s here. But in, in other cultures like India and China and, and actually in Alaska, it goes back thousands of years. They had a long tradition that just died out when their 90-something last uh, practitioner died of, uh, uh, recently. And so... Um, but the thing that did that, that they did was use um, you know needles made of bone or wood that were dipped in ink and they hand tapped them, and there was there is a funny story in the book about um, the first woman tattooist that I could find who started in 1907, which uh, coincidentally was the same year uh, that an organization was started called called the organization for or the uh, association for keeping women in their proper sphere. No. Nice that she happened to pop up in that year. Uh-huh. Um, had learned tattooing from her husband, and uh, she, the husband, taught the daughter, and the daughter um, began tattooing and and tattooed, you know, for for decades into the mid twentieth century. But she resisted the electric electric uh, tattoo machine. She wanted to to hand. She felt like she had better control by doing it by hand. Wow, that's fascinating. I, you know. Who knew that there was such a history to tattoos? And it's really a fascinating book. 
filled with great pictures, and if you're out there trying to figure out what tattoo to get next, it might give you an idea or two. Margot Mifflin, thank you so much. The book is A Secret History of Women and Tattoo. It's Rolanda. Make the list of your dreams. Mm. Are you into the list thing? I'm always thinking about what I'm grateful for. I did categories, so I did finances. I did health and fitness. I did family. And what do you put in those categories? So, for example, in health and fitness, I want to continue to work out at least three days a week. Did you read my list? <laughs> There's more Rolanda next. Talk, listen, connect. Well, I hope you enjoyed today's tattoo podcast, The Secret History of Women and Tattoo. Boy, we've come a long way, and we never stop moving into new industries and uh, wearing them well, you might say. Thanks so much for listening. Please remember to follow me on social media. Come on and join me right now over on Facebook at Rolanda Watts. You can also follow me on Instagram and on Twitter and LinkedIn. I'm every place. <laughs> and if you enjoyed today's show, write me. Let me know. You can write me at Rolanda at Rolanda.com. That's R-O-L-O-N-D-A. Rolanda at Rolanda.com. Thank you so much for listening. I could not do it without you. Please subscribe, tell a friend, and have a wonderful, wonderful rest of your day. Hey, go and check out the other podcast. And don't forget, pick up my sexy romance suspense novel, Destiny Lingers, endorsed by Dr. Maya Angelou. It is my first Pride and Joy book, and I hope you'll pick one up. Great for Mother's Day gifts coming up. And just great for the weekend and great for summer vacay. Hey, you can vacay in your head with Destiny Lingers. Thanks so much for listening today to the Rolanda Podcast. Go out there, tell somebody, and go out there and do something good. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. <laughs>